a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. This is MANA. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of MANA podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. I'm your host, Jeff Peterson. Now, none of the guys uh, that you meet on this podcast would consider themselves extraordinary, but it's their humble, holy way of living that is exactly what makes them extra to me, and I'm very excited for you to meet them. Uh, now, we don't cite a ton of scripture uh, on manna. It's kind of our, the brand of manna is just regular, you know, kind of guys talking about regular stuff. Uh, but uh, I'm going to break a little bit of a rule today because I think our, today's guest can best be described as a true Matthew 25 guy. Um, and for those that are familiar with Matthew 25, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did f- for me. Uh, this guest, uh, who is just, I am so blessed uh, that he's in my life, and uh, every, everybody's life he's in is blessed. Uh, he has spent his entire life as a son, uh, as a brother to six siblings, as a devoted husband uh, and father himself to six sons, six mini-manna men, uh, as a friend and as a brother-in-law to me, uh, and uh, quite literally as the very least of those brothers cited in in that scripture passage. Um, He has spent his entire life giving, quietly, generously, giving of his time, his talent, his treasures, without ever, ever counting the cost. Um, But um, lest you are conjuring up some sort of hippy-dippy, flower-toting, sandal-wearing do-gooder, this guy's generosity does not, uh, it doesn't come as a result, but I actually think it's an ingredient to his, his success in, in business and in life, where after earning money as a limo driver, a very humble and, and aspiring limo driver uh, to earn money uh, to go to grad school uh, in Kellogg's executive MBA program, he's since spent a 30-plus year career in finance and marketing and general management and executive leadership positions for some of the most ubiquitous brands and companies in the world, and uh, which they will go unnamed, but I, I would suffice to say, if, you, uh, if you've ever used a bank or bought anything online or ever needed credit, this guy has definitely played a role in your life. So he's a very sharp guy uh, with a very sharp focus on living the faith by example. Please welcome today's man of man, Mr. Jim Wayman. Wow, Jeff! Thank you for that introduction. I gotta say, I've never, never been introduced as a Matthew twenty-five, <laughs> but uh, I, you know, I've been introduced a time or two, and usually, just so the audience knows, I mean, I, you you generally get a chance to write a few things, and you give it to the the uh, the MC or who's ever doing the introduction. And uh, but I did not write that. That is, <laughs> that is, very, <laughs> that is very generous. Yeah, well, uh, yeah well, that's very good. very nice introduction. Wow, it's very very true. And, uh, uh, could have gone in a lot of different directions, but I do think that, that Matthew 25 is such a wonderful summation of, of your essence. And so let's talk about generosity. You know, we, we, uh, there's so many, um, as people who listen to this podcast, you know, every man that we have on this show is, is a man of extreme, uh, um, extreme faith, but, but, but extreme in the way that they live it. And there's so many different, there's so many great things about them. Uh, and yet I, I love to start each episode by kind of isolating a, a, a specific characteristic that jumps out that really, you know, in, in the, in, in sort of the, the branding of all the men in my life, all the cataloging, I should say, you know, everyone's got their 
special kind of little slot. And generosity has been something that I've had the very good fortune of knowing you for many, many years. And generosity is, is something that uh, is something that has just always been a hallmark of you. And I remember as we as we kind of dive into that particular trait of yours, I remember back um, when we were all in wedding season where everyone's getting married. And so we spent a, a couple of summers either, you know, uh, hosting people at our own sh- uh, wedding showers or going to showers and going to weddings. And I remember a specific uh, wedding shower that we were at and you were giving a toast uh, to, to our friends who were getting married. And, and it was after you had gotten married and, uh, and Betsy and I had been married. And the toast you gave was about, essentially it was about, um, and I don't know if you use these specific words, but it was about not counting the cost. It was about giving and not counting the cost. It was about going through life and, and releasing sort of the currency of, or, or like the economies of, well, I do this. And so since I did this now, what are you going to do? And I, I remember that toast being something, just a beautiful way, uh, expression of, of love in marriage and also just being so, like it was just, it, it, um, it, it, it really illustrated, I think, the essence of how you live. You, you just, you, it's like you go through life and you're not keeping score. You know what I mean? Like you're not, you're not, you're not thinking, well, you know, I just did this. And so, you know, down the road, you know, I'll, I'm sure he or she will do something for me. It's like you've never, you've never been that guy. And I'm just wondering, like, where does that come from? Like, is that something early on when you're growing up? Did you, did you, were there role models to you that you're like, you know what, I want to, that's how I want to be? Or do you feel like that's just been a blessing of just being Jim Wayman? Because it is really remarkable. You know, I think human nature is, we, is one of, of, uh, you know, a little bit of tallying. You know, we are a tallying being, you know, and, and, but you've never, you've never lived like that. I'm just wondering where that comes from. Um, well, yeah, it's, I guess it's an interesting insight or, or, or thought. I, I, I've never really thought, really, frankly, about my, myself all, all that much that way. Uh, although I, you know, if I were to think about it, I, I guess that I, in, in other words, you know, that I'm, you know, going through life. And I, I agree that I don't, I don't tell the cost. But um, in, ter- in terms of generosity, I, I, I think that it may come from, you know, just a recognition that, I've been given so much by uh, certainly my parents who sacrificed so much for, for all of us um, in terms of the childhood that we had and, and the start that we got in life. Um, and, then, and then other people along the way, yourself and, and, and extended family, my brothers and sisters, um, and then other people of, along the way, just uh, acts of, of kindness and, you know, either in, in business or friendship or but I, I do recognize that I, I, I got a lot. And I, I would say that, you know, to the extent that I'm generous, that it isn't, it isn't really born of this cliche of, you know, giving back. Like I, I just, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm going through life and I think hard work is important and that generally can, um, you know, can, can, can result in, in a level of, of, of perhaps success that allows, you know, the time and the um, and the treasures you say to to help out, mm-hmm. um, and I I do I do feel good. I mean about um, you know the the ability to help someone you know with a project or or uh, you know whether it's at work or in my you know family mm-hmm. or in uh, 
in uh, friendships or, you know, beyond that, you know, with, with uh, helping people uh, through through the church or yeah. or charity or and I think that is a great I, I love the distinction you're making because because I you said it better than I you know I it's not I do think there's a difference in like charity like charitable works you know like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna you know and w- which by the way just for the record we should all be charitable okay so this is not the <laughs> man is not going on the record saying don't be charitable but I do think there's a difference between like you know almsgiving and, and those kinds of things where it's like, oh, we're going to go to the soup kitchen and do this, which is great. Like, yes, you should totally do that. But it is different than what I'm citing, which is more the way you live is is a way of living of of just this almost instinctual, like, well, if when you are able to give whatever you're able to give, you give. Like, it's just, it's just, that's just what you do. You know, it's not, it's not like, you know what, there's a benefit coming up. We should write a check and, you know, or, or, you know, let's get a name on a park bench. That's not it. That that's totally not it. It's more about just, it's just having this, again, I go, I I said it no other couple of times, this unconditional just spirit of giving and not feeling like, well, you know, it better kind of come back sometime, you know, and, and, and that's what I think is just so, it's just very unique. And I'm wondering, um, and this is a little bit of a stereotype, but, but you, you know, you have spent your career in a lot of, you know, um, a lot of organizations and, and a lot of them have been more sort of like financially based. Okay. So kind of like getting into, you know, the numbers and money and, and things like that. And I'm wondering, you know, just it, it being surrounded during the work day with some very, both literal and figurative economic, you know, sort of constructs where things do have to balance out. You know, you're going to spend some money and then you got to have a return. Has that ever been, have you, has that ever struck you as like, well, that's kind of weird. Like I spend my whole, it's not like you're like some painter, you know what I mean? Like, like right. sitting on the side of a lake, just like hoping to sell a couple of paintings to make ends meet. You know what I mean? I mean, you're working in a very, I think, conspicuously commercialized, right you know, uh, where generosity isn't necessarily, you know, uh, a, a, a characteristic. I mean, it could be, it could, uh, unless it is from the charitable sense, it's like, well, you know, a little bit of, you know, we'll make some philanthropy or, you know, charitable giving, but it's not necessarily endemic to the actual work that you're doing. And I'm wondering, has that ever posed a, a, a conflict or, or have you ever felt sometimes that you're a little bit like, okay, like, you know, like you're doing, you're doing something during the day, like your day job, but or or not. I mean, maybe that's just an unfair stereotype of of people who work in, you know, kind of traditionally, sort of finance. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I'd say I it's probably less about that, but I, I I will say you know in you talk about thirty years of, you know, kind of grinding it out and and working and and hitting you know milestones along the way and getting promotions and you know moving to the east coast and back and i i would say that and again i don't know if these are things are linked but i think they're they're related to some degree as as i as i look back on that i think one of the things that i'm struck with is that the happiness it it doesn't i mean none of it none of it matters the the promotion the title the the house the car the you know the ability to buy a boat None of it, it has no meaning. None of it. It has, it has, you know, you can look back and, and, and that, that journey, 
Um, and, and those milestones and those achievements, they, they mean nothing. You could take all of that away. I realize now you could take all of that away and it has, it has no impact on, on my happiness. Yeah. Um, what, what matters, what I, what I realize matters, it's, it's the journey itself. It's the journey itself that, that is the thing that matters. And mm-hmm. you, you walk that journey with love, you know, hopefully. You walk it with humor. Um, you walk it, and, and, you know, I'm not a really, you know, wear my, my faith on my sleeve, but, you know, you walk it with, with Christ because it, it, it is hard. I mean, there's mm-hmm. failure, there's disappointment, there's missed expectations, there's, there's sometimes, you know, tragedy and difficulty and stress. And, and so the journey is the thing mm-hmm. and the, the accomplishment or the, the, the bigger home or any of that stuff is, is not the thing. Yeah. And so to, um, you know, to, to share it, to share whatever that is along the journey, you know, can only make the journey more, more meaningful and, yeah. and, and fun. Yeah. I think. So. When you talk about walking that journey and, and with Christ and, and, uh, you know, and again, the, the whole, the, the whole auspice of this podcast is, is one that, that sort of like, presents a hypothesis that says that Christ is working in all of our lives and in and, and men's lives and, and, and coming out in ways, even if, you know, you don't have to be the guy quoting scripture all the time and, you know, being, you know, a leader of a men's group and all that. And that's all great, but, but it comes out in, in all of these wonderfully sort of like almost pedestrian ways. But for, but for that journey, did have, did, was there a time where you felt more, like of, of, of Christ like presence or, or, or was there a time, you know, throughout all those milestones where, you know, you were putting together because obviously, you know, and I love this, uh, stuff for a friend you say, well, I, you know, I don't, I don't know if he knows Jesus. And then another friend of mine would say, yeah, but Jesus knows him. So, and I love that because it's like, you know, even yeah. when, you know, it's like, so, so obviously Jesus was with you that whole time anyway, but was there any point in time through, through all of that growth where you felt like, like the dots were connecting, like, okay, this is actually like, like this is all, you know, this is all part of the same, um, like my journey is the journey with Christ. Or has that always been the case? You know what I mean? Like, or, or was there a time throughout, you know, um, all of that growth where there was either an inflection point where like, wow, okay, now I really do get it. Or has it just been kind of a constant yeah, no, it's a, it's a good question. I always, um, you know, the the friends of mine who are, you know, e- evangelicals and they have their, you know, many times a conversion story or, or, or you know, becoming re- reborn. And I always, you know, was, jo- you know, I'm always kind of jealous of, of that. Or, yeah. you know, the, the, the kids at school will talk about they have this net program and they, they have these young people who um, just out of high school and will come and, and uh, live with uh, sponsor families and, and then work at the school all day with, with the students mm-hmm. um, in, in the high school. And they always have a great story. I mean, it's always a, a you know, kind of, you know, I've, I got into drugs and then <laughs> I, you know, I, f- I found Christ yeah. and now I'm, you know, I'm now very, you know, devoted and committed and faith-filled and now doing this mm-hmm. thing. And, you know, I, I don't have that story. I'm, I'm like the you know, the older brother and the prodigal son, you know, I, I just, 
you know, who, who had his own issues, by the way, right? Yeah, but right. He, he, you know, he was always there kind of just grinding away. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so I have my issues, um, but I don't have a, a great kind of conversion story. I mean, I, from, you know, the very earliest was introduced to the faith and, and stayed with the faith. Um, and, and so it's provided, it's, it's certainly, I mean, in, in times of, um, you know, difficulty, it's, it's been there. Um, I, I would just say, you know, then we, you know, I got married and it, and it provided a, you know, a, an inflection point where I, you know, we were doing that together. And then with children, certainly it, it provides, um, it's, its own, you know, kind of sense of, of awareness more. I mean, as you're going, Mm -hmm. you know, the, you know, having kids and then being, um, in, in the school and the church, uh, it, it just creates its own kind of touch points in a, in a, in maybe a greater way. Um, it, it creates, you know, lots of touch points in community and, um, but then they're, 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 you know, emerging in their own faith. And then, you know, then my, you know, my mother is, is, uh, in kind of middle stages of Alzheimer's and that that creates its own, you know, so I've been bringing, you know, communion to her yeah. on Fridays and, um, it, it just, so each, each, the journey in, in various stages has, has touched in, in different ways. Um, it, it, I guess the, I guess the really interesting thing is you, you ask the question and I, I should stop more and, and think, you know, ab- about the question because, you know, how, when, I, I don't think about it like that, right? Yeah, it just, right. it just, it just is. Yeah. Um, and that's what's been, it's been a blessing for me, really. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. that, well, like, and I think I love how you you bring up the older, the older son and the prog, you know, the, the prodigal son. So it's like, you, you, you are with me always and you've been, and you've been with Christ always. And I yeah. think that is, that is neat. You, 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 you mentioned, um, you mentioned your kids and who are six wonderful young men. And um, as it relates to this show with Nana and, and now you are raising six young men, you know, how, what's that? And I, I realize you don't know what it's like to raise girls. And so you don't really have a, you can't really compare, but, but uh, talk about what it's like to raise boys uh, in the faith. And, and is it, has it, um, do you ever think about, you know, uh, is there, is there a, um, maybe not a different kind of responsibility? Cause again, you don't have daughters and just as children, I think people of faith are going to raise their kids the way they're going to raise their kids. But do you ever pause and think about maybe differences or different things that you're trying to instill in your boys as men now, young men, and, and, and they will be guys like us someday, you know, but as a dad, what, what's it like raising you know, because as you know, and the people who listen to this know that, you know, Betsy and I have all girls. <laughs> so, you know, what's it like raising, you know, young men in the faith, you know, and because and, part of the premise of the show is also is, you know, what can we be doing to help young men, all men just feel more confident in their faith and more comfortable? Not that they all have to be citing scripture and evangelizing, but just being, you know, as, as, as the first, you know, uh, apostles were, I mean, they were very comfortable in their faith and, and, um, so talk about what, what it's like to raise boys and in, 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 in the faith. Well, yeah, that's a good question. You know, first of all, we're, we have a great, I'd say, support system. We've, you know, had Catholic education. We've got, you know, a strong parish with a good um, education program, uh, confirmation and, and the like. So that's that's been very helpful. We have friends and, and family like you, Jeff and, and Betsy, and, you know, who are great role models, just incredible witnesses to how to live a, a moral and faith-filled life. 
So that, in that way, we're blessed. On the other hand, I, I do, you know, have this growing sense that it's, it's difficult to be a young person in general. And I think maybe in particular, or I mean, not, not, not in particular a young boy, but in, in unique ways, uh, difficult to be a, a young boy and in other unique ways, difficult to be a young girl. Um, but so I, I think, you know, just the, the pull of messaging um, in terms of what's important, mm-hmm. uh, the values that are communicated through various forms. I think it's, it's very difficult for a parent to control um, and, and monitor the messages that the kids are getting. And this is, you know, this is like a time eternal problem that parents <laughs> right, have faced. Right. But I, I think in this connected world, um, this very fragmented world, it's not like the family is, you and I grew up watching three TV stations together as a family. We knew exactly what they were at least consuming uh, much of the time. Now, you know, we all, we all had things that our parents weren't watching and seeing, and that's, that's, that's the way it should be. But, but I think today there's just a lot of influence and, uh, you know, I think, you know, obviously you look around, the churches are, are emptier and I think there's a, you know, obviously a secularization of, of the culture and, and society that makes it um, maybe more difficult to instill, um, you know, certain aspects of the faith. And, uh, you know, what what you hope for is is people um, raising young men, as you say, that, that you know, understand. I, I pray every night that, you know, that they live, you know, healthy, happy, holy lives, mm-hmm. that they know that they're, they're children of God mm-hmm. um, in, in, in all things. And that's, that's really, um, I think, the best I, I, I can hope for. I, you know, I, I try to model good behavior in terms of, um, you know, there's, there's just a lot of, of, of pull on, um, you know, various attitudes and things like that. And, you know, it, it's, you know, I've had to have, uh, you know, conversations about, you know, how, you know, you see people talking about, you know, groups of people or, or individual people, um, you know, and how they, they talk about them and how that's, you know, there, there, there are lines that can't be crossed and attitudes that they shouldn't have. So it's, um, and I, I talk about the fact that, you know, there's, there's, there's this thought that you don't want to do something inappropriate because it's going to, you know, maybe interfere, you know, maybe a future employer sees something that you, you do or post mm-hmm. that's inappropriate. Um, you know, uh, you say something about uh, groups of people or, or individuals that, yeah. are, that are inappropriate and wrong. Um, and, and I say, you know, and, and, or a future college or whatever, right, or a future, you know, friend or that may see these things. And I say, you know, those are dangers. Those are real risks. You should really think about that. But that's really not the most important thing to think about. Those things, you shouldn't be posting those things or thinking those things because they're wrong. Yeah, um, right. And just, be, just because... They're going to not that you're going to get caught. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those <laughs> right. are those are those are wrong things. You yeah. shouldn't. You shouldn't. Um, and you see, you know, people get blown up all the time. You know, on, yeah. um, that that you know, and 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 I, I feel bad for for people who, you know, said something inappropriate or or you know when they're 15 or 16, mm-hmm. and then you know years later it's it's held against yeah. them. But um, you know, so that's th- those things are wrong, not because they're written down and found years later. Right. They're, they're wrong right. because they're wrong. Yeah, and uh, that's what they should be thinking about. Well, and I think you know, making a, con- a connection back to also how you sort of described yourself as that older son who just you know, it's just it's a it, that, just like that son made a commitment to his father and was always there. 
and I, I, I think, you know, so much of how you're raising your boys is this, there's a, just a sense, just like you're saying, things are just are wrong or, or right. And they just are like there, you don't need to necessarily be having to have, whether they're these enlightening, you know, sort of epiphanous sort of moments or crashes of crisis where you're down in the valley, you know, there are just that you, you're establishing just the way to live and the way to believe and the way to, and, and just in the consistency of it. Um, there's a story that I know you've heard, but I'm going to, I'm going to share it um, for others listening of one of your sons uh, who in college and, uh, you know, with all of us, with kids that go off to college, you know, you just, you pray that you've, you know, raised them in a way and, and you have visions of them going to mass, you know, on, on Sundays and, and, the, and a story that I'm going to, I'm going to hack because I heard it secondhand, but of, of, of one of your sons talking about going to mass while he's at the school and, and another, um, I think one of his brothers implying that maybe he was going because of, 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 of you or, or your wife, you know, or, you know, and, or, or of mom. Well, yeah, so, uh, and, and, and your son just, you know, looked at his brother and said, or no, looked at, looked at, looked at, at, uh, at his mom, Lori, and, and said, well, no offense, mom, but I, I don't go for you. you know? <laughs> and, and I just, I love that. And that's like, that's what, that is exactly what we are praying for. You know, like, yeah, you shouldn't be going for me, yeah, you know? No, I mean, and that's, I think, just such a great testament. Yeah, to you're, you're your own person. You can't do it for anymore. And totally. I mean, it's, it's your, you're making your own decisions. Everyone's on their own, their, yeah. own, their own path, and you're going to make yeah. their own decisions. But I, I will also say, too, you know, there's just this, um, you know, I, I ask my boys, one of the things I say, look, what, you know, they, they, I have expectations for, you know, how they ought to act and how they ought to. And then I say, but but what's, you know, name something that, you know, you know what I expect and name name something that you could do that I would think, you know, was really wrong. And they'll, you know, they all have different ideas about what that might be. And they'll throw them out there. And I said, what, what if you came home um, and said, Dad, here's what happened. This, I, I did this. What do you think my reaction would be? And they're all like, ah, you're going to, maybe what would you kick us out of the house or, you know, come down really hard on us or what would, you know? And I said, no, you know what I'd tell you? I'd say, I'd get up, I'd give you any, whatever it is, you know, whatever violates you, what you think is my most deeply held belief. And I, you know, something that I think was, was, was really wrong. And you said, you, you did that. I would get up and I would give you a hug and I would say, I love you. And there's nothing that's going to change that. And mm-hmm. this is, you, you know, we've got a problem here and we can fix this. And this is not a life ending thing. This is not, but you're going to take, you know, responsibility for this and yeah. we're going to see you through this. Um, and so that's, I mean, you know, because I think there's, you know, the criticism of maybe Christianity, Christianity or, or Catholicism is that, you know, there's these, you know, very strict kind of things that uh, go against. Um, you know certain elements of of, uh, of of what people think are are ought to be, mm-hmm. and um, and and you know what would what would what would happen if one of my kids, you know, went against that? And um, what I would tell them is that I would love them, yeah. um, regardless of, right. of of what that what that might be. Yeah. So yeah, it's not a it's not a it's not a currency of punishment. It's a currency exactly. of love. Exactly. Just yeah. And, and how, yeah. Awesome. Uh, all right. Well, we we could we could talk forever um and yet i'm mindful of of our fun segment uh so this is a, a part in the show that uh, uh we we ask the same three questions of all of our guests and so season two uh which we are 
which we have embarked upon here is no different than season one. So, uh, so we've got three questions, uh, and, the, and all of our guests uh, have heard these in advance. And so if they fumble or, uh, or try to feign um, some level of ignorance of like, oh, that's a really good question. I haven't thought of that. They, they're just lying. And so, uh, so we'll jump right into our fun segment. Fun segment question number one, if Jesus knocked on your door tomorrow and just wanted to hang out, what would you do with him? Uh, well, mercy me, I can only imagine. Um, <laughs> well, listen, I, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a good question. I, um, I look at it this way, uh, honestly, that um, I, I kind of think of the, the story of Zacchaeus um, in uh, Zacchaeus in the, in, the, in the Bible where the crowd is, is following Jesus along and he climbs the tree and he's, um, he is a uh, you know, corrupt uh, tax collector and he's, Christ stops at the bottom of the tree and he says, Zacchaeus, I want to stay at your house and have dinner with you. And, uh, and I, I would uh, probably have the same reaction. Um, you know, the crowd, the crowd is, is kind of aghast that, that Christ would, would want to uh, spend time with a sinner uh, and sully his, I mean, he was obviously at that time, I mean, he wasn't fully, I think, revealed in many people's minds, but he was a, you know, a, uh, a rabbi, uh, an important spiritual leader, a, a teacher, and uh, highly regarded by his uh, his crowd and his disciples and, and apostles at that time that were following him, but uh, I think it would be a little like that. It would be, uh, you know, wow, uh, I, I can't like, believe, really? <laughs> yeah, you're you're in 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 my home, but uh, I would uh, I would uh, probably fall on my knees and uh, and beg for forgiveness. Is yeah. is probably what I'd do. Yeah, yeah, I can, that's a great the mercy of me. That's 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 such a great song and method because it's so it's exactly kind of how i think you'd, you'd feel you just feel like oh my gosh <laughs> what to do all right uh, fun segment question number two uh if you could go to church if you go to mass with any other guy gotta be a guy living or dead who would it be and it can't be jesus because you've already hung out with jesus now so now you're gonna just you're gonna go to mass with any other man living or dead well, I would really, I'd really like to go with the Pope. Uh, it, I think it'd be great to have, uh, you know, an audience with the Pope where mm-hmm. he said Mass, and to uh, and to experience that. And, and maybe if I, I live long enough, and they 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 let international travel to Italy happen, <laughs> then I could go have uh, have Mass with the Pope. Yeah, that'd be amazing. All right, and fun segment question number three, um, and this is one that you probably have some 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 goodies uh, just in your back pocket from raising these wonderful young men for the last 21 years. Um, but the question is if you, and so you can use one of those if you'd like, or you can come up with something uh, on the fly here. If you had one piece of advice to give a young man about being comfortable in his faith, what would that piece of advice be? Yeah, I would, I would just say that, um, that people uh, don't, don't overestimate um, how you might think that expressing your faith would be perceived uh, negatively by people around you. I, I think walks the journey um, more, more openly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's so true. And that is my hope is that there are, and a little bit of what we're trying to do here with this podcast is that there are, it's not that, that the, 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 the thoughts and the sentiments and the will is not there. It's just that it's 
we're just not asking the right questions or we're not, we're not interacting as, as uh, you know, I think when, when, when a lot of times even the language we use around being bold in your faith or courageous, we immediately go to the side of the ditch where we are envisioning these extreme evangelists and you have to be completely on fire. And it's like, well, no, there's, you know, evangelization, there's a, there's a spectrum of it. And, and, and some of the best witnessing we can be doing can, can just be, you know, when somebody says, so what'd you do this weekend? Oh my gosh, oh, we had a great mass, you know, yesterday. That could be yeah, it. Exactly. Just yeah. that. And that could all of a sudden open a door and like, oh my gosh, I didn't know you. And so that could, that could just be it. So I think that's great advice. Thank you, Jim Wayman. Great to have you. Oh, thank you, Jeff. It was a great, a great half hour. I appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you for listening to MANA. If you have any questions or recommendations for future guests, send them to manapodcast at gmail.com.